Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Five Rings to Rule Them All. I'm Sid Ziegler. Nicole Heverland grew up in Montana thinking she just couldn't be gay. But last weekend, the Olympic rugby player who plays for the United States came out on Instagram with a very sweet post and a big smile on her face talking about how she has finally come to accept herself as a gay woman and is coming out and and living her life authentically. She joins us this week talking about growing up in Montana, talking about the struggles that she experienced being LGBTQ, uh, competing in the Olympics, and also the great reaction she got to her Instagram post. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Nicole Heverland. Nicole, thank you so much for joining me. Take me to that to the moment that you pressed post on your Instagram post. Where were you and what was going through your head? Yeah, I um it was Saturday, so um today's Tuesday, let's see, Monday, Sunday, Saturday, about three days ago. Um and I had drafted this this post uh, uh, probably like a week in advance, you know, contemplating what exactly I wanted to say, working on it, you know, each night and, you know, erasing, deleting, adding. And I talked to, you know, um, my closest friends and kind of got their opinion on what to exactly say or how to approach it. But ultimately, you know, it just had to come from me and, and what I truly felt in the heart. Um, and on Saturday, I was like, I, it's ready. You know, the draft is ready. This is what I want to post. Um, but I'm not sure if I want to post it. And I took a moment and went to, um, a pool nearby and took some time by myself, um, drove there and, and sat down in the sun and, and just decided to post it. Um, it was very, like very nerve wracking, even though like I, I knew this is what I wanted to say. and I knew my, I wanted my followers to know, but still a little nerve wracking for sure. And, um, but then just to receive the responses was like some, uh, some good validation that like, I think I've inspired a few people, you know? I think there's a huge misconception that women and female athletes have such an easy time coming out. There's no problem. Like, what? Why would you be worried? But you said you were. This was. This was in your head. This was. I don't know. You didn't know you were tormenting, but I can sense there was struggle about this. Why? I think it just goes all the way back to my childhood and not feeling like that was exactly okay uh, to be that way and growing up in a small town and and kind of just being scared of judgment, um, judgment of elders who, you know, that's not exactly what they grew up uh, seeing most of the time. I mean, now it's very more apparent, but it's just more so judgment and then, and uh, losing, losing friends or, um, you know, letting people like, or if people were to think less of me, you know, that, that was always in the back of my head, I guess. 
Have you lost any friends yet? No, I've only gained. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's well, that's that's funny. So let's see. Instagram, you have 15,700 followers. Have you gained some followers since you came out? I have. Yep. Definitely. And a lot of positive comments, a lot of positive messages, even like individual text messages, just people saying, thank you. I needed to hear that. Or you're inspiring so many people like you have no idea. So do you have an idea? <laughs> I really don't. I think um, I think it's still like hitting me a little bit seeing reading the comments even like today and um, just feeling more connected to uh, a wider population, you know. Having a connection to your community when when I came out, I really had no idea what the gay community was. And as very quickly, I realized, oh, wow, there's this awesome group of people that throws the best parties and has so much fun and looks out for each other. I, and for me, that was a huge part of it, realizing that, oh, there's this whole other world that now I get to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, I have already gotten like huge support from even like international rugby players who, you know, are ultimately my competition. But off the rugby pitch, it's like, wow, that was really inspirational, Nicole. Thank you. Um, let's stick together. That's one of the beauties of sport that people don't talk about enough that, yes, you want to crush the opponent and beat them and win 87 to zero. But it's also a sorority and a fraternity that when I watch, I'm a big NFL fan and I watch NFL games at the end of the game. These guys are genuinely handshaking. Good to see you. How's the wife? How's the kids? It, it is a, at elite level rugby, it's a sorority, right? There's, yeah, there's a very um, pronounced level of respect um, in, in a lot of sports and rugby itself. And I'm surrounded by very powerful females every day, you know, um, that are very supportive in, in what, who I am and who I love. Take us back, coming back all the way to Saturday. I was, you know, I get a phone call from Don Povia, you know, Don and I, you, uh, he's your manager, agent, friend. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So Don, I, um, Don messaged me, he called me. He's like, I got a story. I got somebody to talk to. And he said that you were going through some emotions. Tell me about the emotions of that day. Yeah, it was it was a little bit of a roller coaster. I kind of spent the whole day saying, you know, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna post it. Um, I'll do it on Monday. I'll do it on Monday is what I said. And I was like, and then I thought about it, like, well, why Monday? Like, why not now? And it was like, there's no time like the present. And why would I have to wait for Monday? And then when I did it, um, you know, just felt obviously nervous but a little relieved that like it was out there and um and then I after that post like 30 minutes later 
um, I was getting on a bus to LA um, for some rugby competition up uh, up north and I had to see all my teammates and once I got on the bus it was like a lot of support from them like hey Nicole like I saw your post like that was really cool like I really like that like congrats basically and um, a lot of them like repost the story and you know with like heart emojis or and I think I think it's even going to help some of my teammates, you know, and like, that's who I'm very close with. And if I know it's going to help even just like them, like that little, little population, then I've already won. But like, I know it's reaching like a, a bigger, a, you know, a bigger population. So. So you share this Instagram post and 30 minutes later, you're getting on a bus with your teammates and they have, did they know this was coming? No, they didn't. Um, I mean, they obviously know who I am and know who I love and like, and so it's not any surprise to them, but I think it was more of like, wow, like congrats on your confidence, like, or your vulnerability. Um, that's huge, you know, um, because yeah, there's no there's no hiding who I am around them. They're, I see them every day for six days, six times a week. You know, it's just amazing that in 30 minutes you already had an impact. Your your teammates had already seen this. They already talked about it, and they were already ready to embrace you for it. How did that make you feel? Very loved, very loved and supported. Um, I think, I think, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I knew they were going to be very supportive and it almost, it's almost like, well, why didn't I do it sooner? But like, like I said, in my post, you couldn't have forced me to be more like, uh, comfortable anytime sooner. I think it's just, it's that journey. It's very beautiful and unique. Um, I did text my twin brother and I was like, did you see my post? And he's like, yeah, that's awesome, sis. Like, congratulations. So. It, it, I hear this over and over again from athletes at all levels, from high school to Olympics and the pros, that they think their teammates will accept them they choose to wait anyway. Uh, and then when they finally decide to take the leap, their only regret is they didn't do it sooner. Yeah. How do we break through? What, what messages would have broken through to you and helped you come to this decision a day, a week, a month, a year earlier? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I, I think it's just, you know, who you surround yourself with and who's, you know, what, who you're talking to each day and if they're confident in themselves and you see that and you see you're surrounding yourself with like, a couple who's very much so in love and like, and they're very confident, you know, a woman, let it be a woman and a woman or a man and a man, like 
that has a lot to do with, um, you know, helping me discover exactly who I am. And because at the end of the day, like that love is beautiful. And if it's unique and, and special and, and true, it's like, well, I want that. And they're happy and, and they're successful. Like I can do that. And I think it's just, you know, doing things like this and sharing your story and, and saying like, it's, you're going to be supportive. People will rise to, like you said, people will rise to support you no matter what. Jump back months. You're in Tokyo. You have several teammates who are out. Out sports, my company, um, we've identified 186 out athletes in Tokyo. We're tracking them as team LGBTQ. Is there any of this going through your head at that point at the Olympics? I've got out at, I've got out teammates. There are out competitors on many different teams. There, there, all these people are talking about this. Is this going through your head? It actually was, you know, that article came out and I was scrolling all the way to the rugby section. And I was hoping, I was like, I hope I'm out. I'm, oh, I hope I'm in this list. You know, that would be easy. Like, I'm hoping it's just right here. There's my name, Nicole Havland, along with, you know, Lev Kelter and Chris Thomas. But when I saw that it wasn't there, I was like, yeah, dang it. Like, I really haven't said it, you know, and, but that would have been like the easier route, I think. And like, because there are some things floating on like TikTok and stuff with one of my best friends and like, she's kind of outed me there, but I've never, you know, said it myself on my platform. And um, so, yeah, part of me was, was hoping that that was going to be the case. And then. Um, I got to say that's, that, that is amazing. So we at Outsports, we are so careful about whom we put on that list. Because years ago, there were a couple women who are LGBT and who have come out since were very angry with us for putting them on. I hate to call it a list, but that, that's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. No, we're not trying to deme- diminish anybody's story, but that's what it is, like the, the, the accounting of who's out. And it's just so interesting to hear um, and frankly, John Amici, who's an NBA player years ago, he said, I just wish somebody had just asked me the question. And we're so careful about talking about this stuff. And it, it's just interesting to hear that somebody that, God, I wish somebody had just kind of outed me. Yeah, I, like I said, I think that's the easier option. Um, but to your point, it's like, yeah, you can't you can't really do that to athletes and Cause there are, there is that side where it's like, that's kind of disrespectful, you know? And so it is like a fine balance. And I guess that just to share that, like to bet for people who are listening, like you kind of, at the end of the day, you got to do it yourself and you have to feel okay with it. Um, yeah. And, and just to be clear, I am not advocating for outing anybody. That is, <laughs> that is I want to be clear to our audience <laughs> Uh, you should not be outing people. <laughs> you, can't, can't, you know, one of the things that we do at Outsports is um, y- you did not come across the radar. So you were, uh, you, you were never in consideration for that list. Um, but other people were. And we reached out to some people. And some people said, mm, 
not right now. Mm. And some people said, absolutely, please share my story. So, you know, we always advocate for that. If somebody isn't clearly publicly out, just ask them. If somebody had asked you when you were in Tokyo, what would you have said? Hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was very, very much so focused on the actual competition that I might have depending on like what information, how much they needed, like you guys needed, I, I might've been not at this time because the number one goal was obviously gold and that was going to take priority. So I think it's, yeah, it's just really all about timing. Um, but yeah, I'd like to probably have, I'd probably would have pushed that to the side a little bit. We always tell people, and so I teach a uh, I teach a sports journalism class at the University of Florida, and and that's one of the things that I always say to the students: know the timing. In the middle of a competition, is not the time to ask somebody if they're LGBTQ. There are plenty of other times to ask, but before or during and after a competition, let the athlete focus on the competition that's what they're there for period you i mean the, the olympics like this is a dream right um so it sounds like that that's kind of you would reinforce that recommendation yeah i mean just i mean yeah there's like you said there's so much more time outside of competition to ask those questions and um yeah i was had other things on my mind <laughs> Going even further back, you had mentioned growing up, and I know you grew up in Montana. Tell me about that. Yeah, um, it's it's a very small town. I grew up in Whitefish, Montana. Uh, I think like population is now like fourteen thousand. It's a it's a re- resort town uh, northwest of Montana. Beautiful, beautiful area. Um, but I I grew up feeling like it wasn't okay like no one around me was gay um and it wasn't until I left Montana in 2012 to go to prep school that I started seeing a little bit more but not a ton you know it was like still pretty young still in high school but once I fell into the rugby program at West Point I I, I felt like I was comfortable in my own skin, like with the people who I was with. And um, I remember like it being like a switch, like, okay, I'm playing basketball. I don't feel comfortable being gay. Oh, I'm going to go play rugby. And I just, I felt comfortable. It was, it's all about like, for me, it was all about who I was around and who I was surrounding my time with or spending my time with and um, seeing people who, were gay and, and happy and successful uh, really helped. How has your family responded to this? They're so supportive. Um, yeah. Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, step-grandma, um, brothers, two brothers, very supportive. And I, we, we, uh, we don't really have many secrets in my family, so... Um, if something's on my mind or if I've got to tell, I got, I got to tell them. And a lot of my friends are like, wow, I can't believe you just told your family that it's like, that's my family. You know, they're going to know everything. 
and I really, I don't really, really hide, you know, from them. So. Has the reaction made you think, what was I waiting for? Um, no, I think they just let me like navigate that through that, that journey of myself. Um, you know, just hearing what I am or what I have to say and letting me go at my own pace. Um, you know, I think for a little bit, I thought that maybe I'm not gay, maybe it's a phase, but it, uh, like now it's like just being, you know, pretty confident and sure about who I am. And that's a really good feeling. It's just a really long phase, like yeah. a lifelong phase. <laughs> um, what's next for you? Uh, shooting for 2024 Olympics. That's the big goal. Um, and then before that, you know, just comp continuing competing in different parts of the world um, and, you know, inspiring people along the way. Um, and just enjoy it. It's a, it's a fun journey. Um, and I'm super grateful for it. So over the summer, we, I outsports identified 186 of the 10,000 or so athletes who are out in LGBTQ. My prediction is that in Paris and God, two years, <laughs> that was fast. In Paris in two years, that there will be over 300 out athletes. Think That's I'm pretty, right? Yeah, I, I, would, I would back that. Well, I, I hope you're right. I appreciate your time. Thank you for being out there and for inspiring other people. That is exactly what you're doing. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You can find Nicole Heverland on Twitter and Instagram. Her last name is H-E-A-V-I-R-L-A-N-D. So if you just do a search on either of those platforms, you can track her down and give her a follow. And appreciate Nicole coming on and talking about coming out, now being out, and continuing to be active in her sport. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and look forward to talking to you with you again soon.